Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gone Bridge Podcast, episode 40, a podcast so good you can hang it on your fridge. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing today? Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on a smart speaker, shout out to you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Hey, Alex, I don't know how you make bridge. that work, but however you make it work. Shout out to that one person. Dude, they so, have our voices pumped through their entire house. That's pretty cool. That's a cool thought. Kind of a weird thought, but a cool thought. Uh, Surround so- sound Andrew Gardner. Dude, I'm not too much about that. Too much Gardner. Yeah. Too much Gardner. Uh, it'd never be too much of me. Um, so, we had a little out, out west road trip. I know uh, Klaus watched every second of every game yet again. Uh, but we lose so- socks. What did they do? Sweep the Angels? No. No? No. They put up seven in the first inning on Otani like the, the Yankees did, right? Mm, no. Unfortunately, that's not the case either. What? Yeah. I mean, believe it or not, but it looked like the Angels were, in fact, in the outfield in Anaheim when the Red Sox were playing. The Yank- or the Angels take two. Oh, I see what you did there, Steve. What? Angels in the outfield. It's, it's a, a movie. movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sox take one out of three. It's not good. No, but. not good at all, actually. That the fact that we went three on three on the road trip. I mean, like, I'll never complain about going 500 on a West Coast road trip because they always seem to struggle out west. But I mean, there were like two games there that were very, very winnable. Very winnable. Yeah, I mean, did we already talk about the athletics? Uh, Series? Yeah. Uh, Gardner's. Yeah, yeah. We talked talked about the A's series in the last one. Uh, talked about some pitcher. Oh no, I'm not. Yeah, you're good now. Uh, we talked about number thirty-five. All right, blowing games left and right. Uh, and this series, did he even pitch in the series? Dude, I have no idea. To be totally honest with you, I caught two percent of these yeah, games. Well, yeah, I'm also going to be honest with all the listeners. Didn't watch much of this series. I got to sleep so unbelievably early. It's great. I would watch yesterday's game, like the second half of it. And that was cool. I uh, took something away from that. And that TK in leadoff, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it too. I'm totally fine with it. And I mean, I don't think we're going to like. There, there isn't going to be a solution with the leadoff hitter this year where we're like, all right, this is fine. Like, this is Mookie Betts or Jacoby Ellsbury. Like, that's just not going to happen. Like, we all got to lower our expectations. And, like, if Kike can just be fine where we get up and, you know, he's on base 30% of the time for Verdugo and then, you know, that whole middle of the lineup, that's really good. And then, you know, Renfro's kind of cemented him spot into the six hole. Vasquez in the seven hole, and then it's like you know whoever whoever wants to hit eighth hits eighth, and then you got Dahlbeck hitting ninth. Like I'm fine with that as long as. God, your internet sucks. Guys, keep producing. Like, you know, I mean, you're gonna lose this. Really, it yeah. just said terrible. My, my internet connection is unstable. You're right about that. Yeah. Did I did I just get completely cut off there? No, I got the gist of what you were saying. I'll sum it up for the people. Wow. Uh, for it's raining where I am. 
yeah. Gardner is getting what I'm saying like about 20 seconds after I say it. So basically, he agreed. Kike, good in the leadoff spot. I think everybody heard that. Renfro's in the sixth hole. We got a solid lineup going right now. I think Kike, yep. as our everyday center fielder, is something that we should probably stick with. Because uh, he's pretty I good. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's, he's defensive run saves. Uh, he's got five of them, I believe. I think that's more than most, if not anybody else in the league. And our outfield is good at defense. Probably one Very, of the better outfields in def- at defense. I would, I'm not even saying this like as a Red Sox fan, but I think that they have the best defensive outfield in baseball. And there was a lot of people who said that we should keep Jackie Bradley Jr. this past offseason solely for his defense. And let me tell you, I I think – I mean, obviously, I'm in a good mood of, of not signing him. He – he got what, like ten million dollars from the Brewers, something around there. Too much. Uh, yeah, too much. He's hitting still below two hundred, I think. Um, and yeah, Kike's doing great. Like every everybody in the field has impressed me uh, more than I thought they would. And I've I've mentioned that about Renfro a couple times. Like he has been phenomenal, especially his arm. Uh, he's even got some more wheels than I thought he did. And uh, yeah, Kike's been great too. Uh, do you guys remember like the first three games of the season? Like Kike, who was it? Kike, like Verdugo. No, it was, yeah, Kike, Verdugo, and Marwin were playing like a different position every every single day. Yeah, Marwin broke that record for most consecutive starts to start a season at different positions. I think it was like six. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he started the first game at left field, and then the second game he was at second base. And then the third game, he was... Might have been a first. Yeah, he was playing first a little bit there. I think he started um, everywhere besides pitcher, catcher, and shortstop. Third, oh, he started at third base. I don't know why Devers wasn't playing there. But he's no, he's had some starts this year at shortstop, too. Yeah. I mean, is he going to start enough games where he hits the over on our over-under for how many games he's Oh, boy, I hope so, Steve. I uh, My goal for tonight and tomorrow is to listen back to episode 21, which is our season preview episode, and write down all these predictions. So for our episode on Tuesday for the All-Star Game, our mid-season recap episode, we can go over all that. And for those of you who don't know, I was so hot on the Marwin over – uh, 129.5 games played that was 139 uh on the instagram story i double checked and it said 129.5 still not gonna happen either way no. i don't know no. he's on track for 129.2 right now wow so he's on track for the under so what i said is just very pretty, close pretty accurate very, very close. So this this year, Marwin Gonzalez. I, I think. Wait, hold on, Gardner. I'm pretty sure that as we go down to the wire in the season, he's going to be playing less and less. So that's you have to you have to think too that the trade deadline's coming. If the Red Sox sign literally anybody, they they can go to seven positions on the diamond outside of pitcher and catcher. Marwin Gonzalez's reps get cut down more and more. Any any player that gets added to this roster. I don't know, man. If, if Devers goes in a slump for a game, Marwin's right there to, to come in and, and save the day. I'm just saying. Wait, I mean, yeah, he's, of, he's, a, he's a great utility guy, but if anybody else, even if they get another platoon outfielder, that just takes more and more games away from Marwin. 
Speaking of Marwin, they, he's hurt I, right Also, now. one more thing. If they ever bring up Jaron Duran, that cuts Marwin's games by quite a bit. Because nobody's, nobody's ever going to be like, all right, Marwin Gonzalez, you go and hit in this lineup instead of Jaron Duran. Clawson, can I tell you something? Yeah. I don't think we're going to see Jaron Duran this year. I know Gardner, and I think that's not a very good take. As a man who is known for not very good takes, that is not a take that I would make. That's something that I don't want to hear coming from you. Sorry, Steve. What were you going to say? Marwin is hurt. No. Yeah. Hurt. He's hurt right now, so he's going to be starting even less games for the foreseeable future, as well as Danny Santana. Also hurt, apparently, Danny Santana is more likely to hit the IL than Marvin Gonzalez. Marvin Gonzalez, I believe, has hamstring tightness. I have no idea what's wrong with Danny Santana. And if I'm being honest with you, I really don't care that much. It's not that good. I looked it up. Yeah. Um, Danny Santana's quad. There's oh. like an article on CBS Sports. It's about like three sentences long. And it says Santana went over three. What a surprise. Before exiting the contest with Does the it injury. Is that in the article? No. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> CBS, thrown shot. And the severity of the issue remains unclear. Manager Alex Cora said the team needs to be, quote, very careful with the veteran utility man, so he figures to be unavailable for Wednesday's series finale with a scheduled day off to follow Tuesday. Wait, is Danny Santana technically a veteran? Like, what do you think his service time is? How many games has he played in the MLB? Let's look it up. Let, no, no, let's all guess first. Let's all guess first. I bet he's played 522 games. 367. Clausen? Clausen? 600. Wow. Wait, what did I say again? 500. No, 450. 450 is my real guess. Wow. No, it's not going to be more than this. No, I, have, I actually haven't looked. Wait, what did you say? 540. I was 17 off. Oh, I thought I thought your guess was 540. I was gonna say that's like right. No, no, no. I said 523. He's played 540 games. He played 31 games for the Red Sox this year. Um, I can't yeah. believe he, he had 28 homers two years ago. I mean, that dude was on steroids. Every, everybody two years ago, if you didn't hit 20 to 25 home runs, it was like that's like barely more than three seasons of service time. You're not a veteran, Danny Santana. Get to the back. I, I think that term gets thrown around a little too loosely these days. No, no. Somebody called Mike Yastrzemski a veteran, like on the MLB Instagram the other day. I think it was yesterday. And everybody was like, hey, FYI, guys, Mike Yastrzemski's played less than like 200 games in the MLB. Yeah, he's played 229. I mean, he is 30, but like still. Awesome. Doesn't make you a veteran. Um, some interesting bar trivia that you'll we'll probably never get asked, but Danny Santana finished ahead of George Springer and Brock Holt in Rookie of the Year voting in 2014. Brock Holt, not how did Bro- Brock Holt got votes for Rookie of the Year in 2014? He actually finished ahead, according to Baseball Reference, he finished ahead of George Springer. Wait, what year? 2014. Huh. What did Brock Holt do in 2014? Uh, he hit 281. How many games did he play? Oh, yeah, look at that. He did have a pretty good season that year. 106 games. I miss Brock. I miss Brock, too. I miss BBC. Um, It's a weird year. Matt Shoemaker, 27% of the vote. (laughs) Forgot about him. More than than Tanaka and Batances. Interesting. Um, Weird year. I saw on Twitter that 
after the All-Star game, the Red Sox are expected to call up Tanner Houck to join the starting rotation. Uh, so this is interesting for a couple reasons. Number one, this is good because Tanner Houck was injured there for a little bit. Uh, so obviously he's okay now. So that's awesome. Uh, number two, they're going to be sliding to a six-man rotation, which I, I don't think we've really seen from the Red Sox like at all the past like decade. I can't. I can't remember a time where we've had it. Um, and Same. number three, this is also interesting because uh, we've speculated a little bit about like that, like having a six man rotation, but that was like with Chris sale. Uh, so when Chris sale comes back, that's seven starters. Um, so I got, I got a couple questions. First one, do we think that the six man rotation is a good thing? And second of all, when Sale comes back, do we keep Hauk up? And, like, how do we think that works? And third, who's getting dropped when Hauk comes up? Okay. Yeah. So, six-man rotation, I'm, I'm in on that. I don't see an issue with it, especially considering who composes uh, the Red Sox rotation. It's not a bunch of guys that I'm like, I need this guy out here every fifth day. That's not maybe Nathan Avaldi this season. All-star Nathan Avaldi. Yeah. I could be okay with everybody taking an extra day of rest. Whatever. However that math adds up. In terms of Chris Christopher and London Sale coming back, I think it'd be really interesting. This is just a – would be cool. It should be cool if every sixth day – and this, this also goes hand-to-hand with who would get dropped in this situation. Nobody does. Every sixth day, Chris Sale starts a game, goes three innings, and or how comes in, goes another three innings. That's six innings of pitching. My math checks out. That and does. It's correct. You basically are showing these, these batters. Lefty OG Chris Sale for three innings, and then you pull a little switcheroo and show them righty Chris Sale and Tanner Houck for another three innings. And I think that would really mess some guys up. So that's that's what – if I was Alex Cora, I would seriously consider that being the case. Um, yeah, I pretty much agree with you. I think that sixth day, there's no guy in this rotation other than, I guess, Uvalde and Pavetta that I'm, like, dying to see every fifth day. So I think that that extra day isn't actually going to hurt anybody. And I think it makes it easier to move Chris Sale back into the rotation because then you don't have to cut two guys for Pavetta or not Pavetta, Jesus, um, Hauk and Sale. So you can just kind of slide Sale in, take one guy out. Um, and I mean, I don't know if I'm just like on the Martin Perez hate train here, but um, I think he's kind of the the guy that gets the boot um, just because he's kind of at the end of the rotation. He's just the odd man out, really. I don't know that you can kick Erod out and then Pavetta's played well. Evaldi's pitched well. Are you forgetting somebody? Garrett Richards? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much just like a coin flip of you're getting the same guy out of Perez. No, and- you're not. No, you're not. I mean, Garrett Richards, after the second inning, is like a Cy Young candidate. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you know what he does for the first two innings? He lets up like garbage. Runs. Garbage. Like, he pitches ball. with his eyes closed. No, he literally does. Like he he said, he's like, I don't know where the ball is going when he, without the grip. He's like, I have no idea where it's going. He's like, yeah. shit, Vasquez over there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You guys remember when um, Vontae Davis retired at halftime? Yeah. Maybe Garrett Richards is just going to like – He's going to get shelled in his next start. And after like the third inning, he's going to be like, AC, man, I'm done. And he just walks <laughs> out. Dude, mid-third inning, he's just going to let up a home run and then wave Cora over and be like, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I do, remember, do you remember at the beginning of the season when he had like, I think it was a second or third start, and he was getting shelled and he kept looking over to the dugout, like waiting yeah. for Cora to come out. He's like, please save me. Like, I can't, I can't do this. Um. But going back to the Hauk thing, uh, yeah, I'm all in on this six-man rotation, especially, uh, you know, go, you know, it, we're in July now, so we're more than halfway through. So giving these guys, you know, if you can limit them to 10 to 15 extra uh, innings less per guy, I mean, that's going to save their arm a little bit more for the postseason. And we saw how much in 2018 that's needed. Uh, obviously, with like Nathan Ivaldi, he wasn't even a starter on this team in 2018 for the playoffs, and he was coming out of the bullpen and performing well. So, if a guy like Tanner Houck can do that, or like I'm still curious to see if Chris Sale is gonna, you know, make starts uh, for the postseason. Like, like, do you see Chris Sale coming in and starting Game One of of the ALDS and going six innings, seven innings, or do you see him coming in after a guy like Richards goes? three decent innings and then him pitching three to four more. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of things that core is going to have to shake out, but it's not in a bad way. There's just a lot of options right now. Uh, Chris sales got to start. You're paying him $30 million and he's the best pitcher on the staff. Like if you're putting him in the bullpen, then you're just poorly managing your rotation. Yeah. I mean, if Chris sale fails, is wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Are we forgetting that Chris sale? The last time he came out of the bullpen, we won a world series. All right, but yeah, that's like saying Madison Bumgarner should have moved to the bullpen after 2014 because he came out of the bullpen. The Giants haven't won a post, uh, haven't won a World Series since that happened. So I mean, I mean that's that's kind of different different circumstances, but just to be like, hey, this guy did really well for one series for us out of the bullpen because he's our best pitcher. Let's just put him in the bullpen from now on. Well, I'm only saying just, that I'm only saying that because he's coming back from injury. And in, in a normal year, I'm not saying Chris Sale. You know, maybe he should come out of the bullpen. But uh, I mean, we'll we'll have to see how he pitches when he comes back. But I'm certainly I'm not going to leave it out of the out of possibilities right now. Hey, hey, if Chris Sale feels as good as Chris Sale says Chris Sale feels, oh. then oh. Chris Sale is going to make some starts. All right, baby. Like, come on, you can't get this guy. He probably wants to start. He probably oh, no, just start. And I want some kind of energy out there from a starting pitcher not named Martin Perez, who for some reason is the most hype person of all time. Well, like you guess. go from you replace Garrett Richards with Chris Sale. Not only are you just getting a better athlete, pitcher, MLB player, you are getting a much more intense individual that wants to win world series and is a proven winner. So Chris Hill in the yeah, bullpen yeah. can go kick rocks. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing is I think that the timeline right now where sale is, it's like perfect. 
It's perfect because we've seen Chris Sale. Uh, what was it? 20. I think it was 2018. Yeah. He kind of broke down there at the end of the year. Remember? And I mean, that happened in 2019 too, where like he gets to the end of the season and he's having elbow problems and shoulder problems. And now, I mean, obviously with the Tommy John, you would hope that some of those problems are resolved a little bit, but for him to have, let's say he comes back. I, I don't know. Like at this point, it'll probably be early August. Let's say he comes back early August and he, he can turn it up a little bit more. I mean, I don't want him to do anything to that arm, but if he's feeling good, he can turn it up and he's only got two and a half, three months, depending on how far this team goes in the postseason to, to let it fly. And then he's got a full off season. Then he can, he can build his arm back up to a to full, full strength where he's ready to go for, for next season and throw in hopefully 180 to 200 innings again. So um, the timeline right now is perfect. And, uh, you know, hopefully he won't have as much fatigue as he's had at the end of other seasons as he will this year. Yeah, I mean, you have to think that the cards kind of play in his favor of a six-man rotation, gets that extra day to rest, and then he also has the the fallback of you're kicking somebody out of the rotation. So he only has to go – if he can only go three innings, then you have another guy who can go the distance out of the bullpen for him. He's kind of got that safety blanket. Yeah, it's a great point. Whitlock's been so good this year, man. He's been so good. There are so many guys on this team who have just stepped up. And, um, yeah, I I got – wait, did I talk about this last episode? I don't even remember. This guy on Twitter who was, like, saying that the Red Sox desperately needed a bullpen arm. Did I talk about that? I know you talked about – getting into Twitter beef with somebody on your account last episode. I don't okay. know. Well, that was what he was talking about. He was like, this team needs a bullpen pitcher. And I was like, no, they don't. Like they're, they're fine right now. And they're going to be fine when Chris Sale and Tanner Hout comes back and you move someone else back to the bullpen. Like I'm just tired. I feel like a broken record because I've said this so much lately, but I'm still so tired of seeing people say like, this team is not going to last in, so like through September, this team is not going to last in October. This team is not built to do this. This team, like, shut up, shut up. Like you said that back in April after this team won nine games in a row at the beginning of the year. And they were like, this is, this is a fluke. This is a fluke. Like if you want the Red Sox to do bad and it's more entertaining for you to see them do bad, then, then don't root for that. All right. But like this team is good. It's, it's, it's past July 4th now. I mean, by Eric Hub's standards, after July 4th, the stand that's when you pay attention to the standings. And last I checked, the Red Sox are in first place in the AL East still. So I just don't – I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear people complaining anymore of, like, this team's just not going to make it. This team is fine. This team is fine. All right? Sox kid, come on. All I don't right. know, man. You got to look out. The Seattle Mariners are See, eight yeah. games – all right, they're eight games back, man. There's a lot of season left. Got to watch out for them. Look, you know, Gardner's not saying that, you know, stuff can happen in the rest of the season. But I'd say that it's a pretty good indication for where we're, where we're headed. And just, you know where the Red Sox are headed? To the moon, I, baby. I was going to say straight to the playoffs. but I was going to also say that, but I mean. Yeah, to the moon, for sure. Um, to each its own. So – so with one more win uh, against the Phillies, the Red Sox will clinch 
first place going into the all-star break. Um, and I mean, we got to think about some of these like expectations too. like people were saying like at best. I mean, we, we talked about this too, like at best, this is going to be a wild card team. Uh, and this team right now currently has uh, the best record in the American league. Well, they're tied with the Astros now, but um, I mean, listen, they're doing well, they're competing. So I got, I got really no problems with this team. Alex scores made a huge difference. And uh, yeah, the second wait, half is going to be exciting. Could you say that Alex Cora has had a lot of impact? Alex Cora has had a lot of impact on this team. What would you rate that amount of impact? I would give Alex Cora one. On a scale of what? On a scale of zero to one, if we if we were looking at Alex Cora himself, well, no, we talked about this. The scale is zero to one because Alex Cora provides one unit of impact. Which no, is I know, I know. I just right. to get run through it real quick. Okay, yeah, that, that's where the scale came from. Is Alex Cora provides one unit of impact, which is as much impact as you can provide. Everybody else provides impact, either uh, nothing to, to up to one. But uh, you know, yeah. you know, it would be really impactful. What's that, Clausen? Is if I didn't have to go to the grocery store anymore. Like, wow. I don't know about you guys, but I now work wait, an eight. To, I would now work an eight to five job. Wait, and I don't have much free time on wait my. Wait a minute, Clausen. If you don't go to the grocery store, how are you supposed to eat? I mean, it seems like a really big problem because if I don't have the time to go to the grocery store, then I mean, I, I'm not a plant. You have like a pond or like a farm in your backyard, and you just you know fish and have cattle that you cook up. Last time I checked, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't have the luxuries of Steve Brady, who has a pet polar bear that can yeah, fish me some some food. Steve, how are the fish in Alaska? In Alaska, I thought I lived in Antarctica or Antarctica. Yeah. yeah. How, about in the- some, how about you get some consistency for these running jokes, and then maybe I'll play along next time, Gardner. God, Let's be professionals, people. Fair enough. Anyway. Fair enough. Class, How are you going to get food if you don't have a polar bear or go to the grocery store? I just don't understand. Well, Steve, do I have the answer for you? Instacart. Instacart is an online grocery delivery app that allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products. Forget that ingredient. You need to make your famous dish while watching the Sox game. Or you're not as fortunate as Steve Brady, who has fish at the ready via his polar bear. Order it through Instacart. With delivery straight to your door in as fast as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see details in your area. It'll help you save money. And every item is hand-selected at the store to fit even the most specific needs. They always handle your items with care to make sure everything gets to you in one piece. And to spark your summer celebration, we're going to give you free delivery. Your first order over $35 via Instacart. Delivery subject to availability. Terms apply. Use the link in our show notes for the offer and help support you boys at Gone Bridge Instacart. Never step foot in a grocery store again. Woo! Bada so, bing, bada boom. last week the show was sponsored by Terry's Fireworks Emporium. Back it this, up, Terry. Back it up, Terry. Back it up. That's correct. This week the show comes in from Riley's Reverse Spray Tan. Awesome. I know you like that one. Uh, uh, I, I don't know where that one came from out of me, but... <laughs> Uh, but anyway, Actually, I do know where it came from. I'll let you well, finish. All right. Well, Riley's reverse spray tan is a, a, a pliable 
cream that makes you go from being really tan to pale as a ghost. And using promo code GONEBRIDGE at checkout, you can get one free bottle. That's it. I didn't write it again this week. So that, that's the ad. Riley's reverse spray tan. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I work outside, so I have a really bad farmer's tan. Like, I have a really bad foot tan, too, because I wear shoes all day. So I was thinking, man. You wear shoes? <laughs> Ironically, wow. yes, I do wear shoes on a daily basis. Wow. Um, How was that but, ironic? Uh, huh? How was that ironic? I don't know. <laughs> Gardner gave me this look like he was surprised to hear that I wear shoes. There's no irony in that. Anyway, keep going. Whatever. But I was thinking, like, I got to even this tan out. And then I was like, wait, what if you could just go the other way and just reverse that tan that you have everywhere? That's a good point. What? what Someone get on that. What if, right, you just took normal spray tan and put it on the areas that weren't tan? Or you just get a nice spray tan. Uh, You think I'm going to walk into a spray tan salon? I, I don't mean, think you are, but I think you have the option to. I mean, I also have the option have the to reverse to. my tan via Riley. I mean, yeah, via Riley. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, I. I it can go either way. It can go either way. Um, so this weekend we've got a series. This week, yeah, weekend. This weekend, Klaus, can you make that? No. <laughs> nice. I actually don't know. Oh, sweet. This weekend, we got a, a series against the Phillies from Philadelphia and Balfia. Balfia. Uh, we've got three games at Fenway Park, America's most beloved ballpark. So, I'll give a little uh, preview for these games. So, the first game is tonight, as in Friday, which is not tonight. It's tomorrow for us. For us, but for you guys, it's tonight against the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, the game's at 7-10. I'm still trying to find the pitching matchup because this just doesn't – it doesn't exist. Uh, it's right, maybe, Garrett, oh, Garrett – yeah, I found it. Uh, Garrett Richards versus Vince Velasquez. Game two, we got – is that Matt Moore pitching? Is he still, he's still alive? No, Apparently. It is uh, Matt, okay. Matt Moore. Matt Moore versus Martin Perez. And then the matchup you've all been waiting for, Aaron Nola versus Nick Pavetta. Aaron Nola is actually having a really, really uh, not a great season. Well, did you know that all of his advanced metrics are right where you'd want them to be for the ace of your staff? Kind of like Eddie, in a way. His expected average, you know, all these things. Who's that, Pavetta or Nola? No, they're uh, they're better than they appear. But I will also say that this is where some irony comes in, Clausen. Oh, here we go. Here. Or maybe there's not irony here. I don't know. I'm not an English teacher. They traded Nick Pavetta to us. And now he's better. Wait. Sorry to cut you off, Steve. What did we give up for, for them? It had to have been a lot because Nick Pavetta is really good. I'm pretty sure I always get these two people mixed up, but I'm pretty sure it was Brandon Workman. It was. Wait, Brandon Workman's on the Red Sox right now. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. How did that happen? 
dude, it's a long story and there's no time to make it short. So Steve, I have nowhere to be. <laughs> dude. Apparently, you okay. Not only do we get Nick Pavetta for Brandon Workman from the Philadelphia Phillies, um, we also got some other person whose name I don't know. Level of play, Connor Siebold. That guy, yeah. Wow, he's one of our top prospects. Yeah, we got him. We got him. We got him. And uh, Brandon Workman was not good in Philadelphia, but nobody really is. Nobody's really that good on that team. Um, Bryce Harper's kind of mashing right now. Bryce Harper, yeah, but like catchers are so bad these days. (laughs) What (laughs) they are. Anyway, they just they just let, let him go. And then the Red Sox were like, hey, Brandon Workman, remember when we were friends? And he goes, yeah, and then you traded me. But, I mean, I'll rekindle that friendship anyway. And now he's on the Red Sox. Interesting. Anyway, Interesting stuff. what anyway. I was saying was that Nick Pavetta is on our team now and is now better than the supposed ace, ace, of the Philadelphia Phillies rotation. That's a bad look for the Phillies. It's a terrible look. Remember when we remember when we gave the Phillies a bunch of tips on how to fix their team? Yeah, that was like episode eight or something. (laughs) It was a long time ago. Uh so what are what are our predictions for the weekend? What are we what are we feeling here? Sweep. Sweep. It's in Boston, right? Yeah. It's in Boston. Cool two out of three. I'm feeling two out of three as well. Sweep. I'm feeling a confident two out of three. I'm feeling a mega confident sweep. All right. I love that energy, Steve. I mean, here's my here's my thinking. Tomorrow, um, tropical storms coming through Massachusetts, mm. and Garrett Richard is on the mound, right? Oh, no. So, <laughs> Garrett balls Richards, might be flying through your window, Klaus. Yeah, <laughs> Garrett, Richards, <laughs> Garrett Richards, who couldn't locate a fastball in sunny Oakland, California, throw him in Boston when it's going to be like 60 degrees and torrential downpour. There's no chance that guy gets a ball anywhere near the strike zone. Oh, I just thought of a good one. Garrett Richards couldn't locate an iron rod with a metal detector, let alone his fastball. <laughs> oh, whoa, that was pretty cool. Jeez. Good one. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling two out of three. Kevin Debt. Kevin Debt, classic episode one joke. Shout out. OG listeners. Um, sweep. Sweep? All right. I like it. I like it. No, so, I like the sweep, though. Why, why is that? I mean, Clausen gave reasoning. I'll give reasoning, too. It's a sweep. Because simply put, Gardner and Clausen. The Boston Red Sox are better than the Philadelphia Phillies. No disrespect, but they can't play. He's a bona fide so, scrub. So <laughs> who's to say that we don't just win every game? I am totally fine with that. Totally fine with that. Totally fine with that. Okay. So we are going to do another extra episode on Tuesday with all the All-Star Game stuff, the mid-season wrap-up. Wait, should we do that? Should we release it Tuesday? Uh, we don't have anything to talk about on Friday. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Maybe we should save it for Friday. Yeah, uh, Gardner just lied to you. That's coming out on Friday. They lied. <laughs> that's going to come out on Friday, but we'll, we'll record it at some point, sometime else. Yeah, we'll record that it eventually. Yeah, it'll get, we'll get around it. We always do. We always do. So, but before we release that, there is one event that is very exciting 
and the bracket for it just came out, which this event, you may know it. It's called the Home Run Derby. So we've each made a bracket. I'll, uh, I'll make a graphic. We'll put our picks up on Instagram. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna go over our picks here now, and and uh, we'll see who does the best. What is what does the winner get? Uh, retribution. No, no. Nice. Maybe. Uh, maybe maybe they get. I don't know what they get. We'll figure it out. Um. All right. So do we, let's go matchup by matchup, and we'll say who we have, and then uh. We can we can go through the bracket and, and see see who we got. So we'll start at the top left. I think this is the best matchup in all the whole home run derby. Shohei Otani versus Juan Soto. Clausen. Um, give me Otani. Actually, give me Juan Soto because I saw a tweet today that. Shohei Otani hasn't taken batting practice all year. So I don't really, I don't know how he's going to fare going against like 60 mile an hour pitches. So I'm going to just uh, say one Soto because I like him. Kind of an unpopular home. pick. He might get the floor wiped, but. Where's the home run derby? Wait, where's the Oh, Colorado. And I saw today that they're not using that machine that makes the baseball, like doles down the baseball in Colorado. It's called the humidor. Uh, I guess before all the games in Coors Field, they put the balls in like this little chamber and it makes them like, uh, I don't know. It like, like deadens the ball. Basically. Yeah, exactly. So they're not going to be using that. So the balls are just going to be flying. And I'm very excited for that. Steve? Um, I don't think Juan Soto's not having that great of a season. Uh, I mean, it's Juan Soto. So he, but you can't really hold it too high up in terms of factors going into this matchup because it's the home run derby and that's kind of a different thing it's a whole different beast than just having a good baseball season and that can be said for Shohei Otani too sure he's mashing right now sure he's got 32 home runs who doesn't have 32 home runs everybody Everybody else else in the league everybody else in the league that being said I would still probably go with Shohei Otani because the guy just he just nukes baseballs. What else is there to do but nuke baseballs in a home run derby? Good call. I'm not going to lie. I still haven't made a pick, so I'm really torn on this. So I'm going to choose. I'm not going to look into this. Gardner, two seconds ago, we all made brackets for this. Uh Well, (laughs) I had made one. This was the – I'm just – this is the one I'm still back and forth on, but everything else is set in stone. Something is telling I'm I'm going Juan Soto. Something's telling me to pick Juan Soto. So I'm going Juan Soto. No batting practice for Otani, man. He's not gonna be used to yeah, it. I don't, That's such a I, don't, lie. I don't know if I read the tweet, man. Dude, just because like, somebody said it and somebody else typed it up on Twitter and sent it to this isn't like some random guy was like, Hey, I was sitting like the 80th row in center field and in, in angel stadium. I've never seen Shohei Otani take batting practice. Yeah. Yeah. But this is like Shohei. who tweeted out like his hitting coach or something. So Bob, Ni- Bob Nightingale. Dude, Shohei Otani's such like such the type of guy to want to be a legend with like a certain like lore around his name. And I think he was just like, Hey, you know, it'd be cool for my reputation and for 
my legacy if during this like greatest season of all time i just didn't take batting practice all right you ready ready for this from the horse's mouth sports center along with like a variety deadspin jeff passan oh wait then no jeff passan didn't tweet that deadspin also didn't tweet that so just sports center um said shohei otani hasn't taken batting practice all season angels hitting coach jeremy reed told buster only so that's fake. going from the angels hitting coach who i presume works with shohei every day and then buster only and then to twitter so i'm gonna say it's pretty reputable Fair enough. Fair enough. Should we uh, move next matchup? Yep. Yeah. All right. Next I matchup. also I also want to throw out that last season I tried to do a similar thing just by myself for fun about the home run derby, and I like was picking upsets and stuff. And home run derby historically the higher seeds win most of the early rounds, and the finals are kind of a toss up, but higher seeds historically do better. All right. Who do I want to win? I want Sho- Shohei Itani to win, but I feel like Juan Soto is going to win. The matchup? Okay. Yes. All right, next matchup. Salvador Perez and Pete, the polar bear, Steve's dog, Alonzo. And you know what? Here's a curveball. Higher seeds usually win. I'm picking Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo's the lower seed. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's a curveball. It'd be a fastball if I said that the higher seed. <laughs> now you're thinking. God. All right, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I got Pete Alonzo. I got Pete Alonzo too here. Yeah, Pete Alonzo for sure. Um, yeah, Perez has twenty homers, which I didn't realize, but yeah, Pete Alonzo just kind of owns the home run derby. Yep, he's been good. He's been good. All right, moving to the right side of the bracket. Actually, do we want to go left side first to the championship, no, or do we want just, no, just first round? First round first. Okay. All right, on uh, right side, two versus seven, Joey Gallo and Trevor Story. How about you go first, Gardner? Uh, I'm picking Joey Gallo. Man is just too strong. I know Trevor Story's got the home field advantage, but I think Joey Gallo's been mashed in the ball lately. Joey Gallo has been hotter than the surface of the sun recently. That's pretty hot, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. That's so hot that that's why he's going to win this matchup right now. I also can't justify picking all upsets not to hint at who I'm going to pick next. But if I pick Trevor's story, I feel like I just can't roll with all, all upsets. So I, I think I got to go Joey Gallo here. Clausen? Um, yeah, Joey Gallo has pretty much doubled Trevor's story's home run count this year. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with Joey Gallo. I mean, Trevor's story wouldn't be in the Derby if this wasn't in Colorado because there's always yeah. got to be somebody from the hometown team. But – He's got like 11 homers this year. Yeah. I just still got to – I got to roll, roll with uh, with uh, Gallo. And then Big the time. final the final first-round matchup, we got Matt Olson and Trey Mancini. Going, uh, going Matt Olson because he's been hot. Yeah. This seems like a no-brainer to me, honestly, Matt Olson. Get out Garner's of here. going to take Mancini. Taking Trey Mancini. <laughs> you better believe I am. Nah. Yep. Trey nah, I mean, like, I, I believe that you are taking him, but he's not going to be in battles. <laughs> Let me no. tell you something, Steve. You better believe it because I am taking him. Uh, no, I think – I just think Trey Mancini with his story and everything, this is this is bound to happen. Trey Mancini. I mean, you think Trevor has a better story? All right. Where is the meat button for Steve? <laughs> I'm the host, bro. 
Can't mute me. <laughs> Interesting. All right, moving on to the semifinals. Uh, so we'll start with Steve. Steve, you had who? Shohei and Otani versus Polar Pete. And I am going to go with Shohei Otani. Just because, like I said, the guy just destroys baseballs. He does. He does. Awesome. Um, I had Pete Alonzo and Juan Soto. I'm taking Pete Alonzo to go on. Interesting. Okay. I had Pete Alonzo and Juan Soto, and I'm also taking Pete Alonzo to go to the finals from the left side of the bracket. So you're uh, I could right now. Except for Matt Olson. Right. Our brackets are the same except for Matt Olson. Okay. Moving to the right side. You two both had Joey Gallo versus Matt Olson, and I had Joey Gallo versus Trey Mancini. Matt Olson. I'm going to take Joey Gallo here. I think the dude's just got crazy power. He's totally going to go with Trey Mancini. You know, you know who I'm going with. I'm going with Trey Mancini to the Gardner, finals. you are burning your house down here with these picks. You're just hedging all your bets on Trey Mancini. I hope you are so wrong, and I can post that clip of you saying that on our Instagram page. Deal. All right. I'm taking Trey Mancini to the finals over Joey Gallo. So, Clawson, you want to go first? Who's your finals matchup? You got Alonzo and Gallo? Yep, Alonzo and Gallo. I'm going to say Joey Gallo because he's a higher seed. And he's just got ridiculous power. See? Shelly Otani versus Matt Olson. I'm going with Matt Olson. I think this guy's going to bring it home. I got Pete Alonzo versus Trey Mancini. Yeah, I mean, I, as soon as you spoke last round, I knew that you either had Trey Mancini going out in the first round or winning the entire thing. I'm throwing the curveball. I'm going with Pete Alonzo to win the home run derby. You're a coward. You totally just changed that on the spot. <laughs> what? That Pete Alonzo is going to win it? Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got Pete Alonzo. Who? I got Pete Alonzo. Steve, you got Matt Olson, and Clawson's got Joey Gallo. Wow, we all picked. We have a good people. spread. Yeah, I was going to say I like that we all pick different guys. Um. So, Watch, you like Trevor Story that wins? Yeah. Probably. I wouldn't be shocked if he won just because, like Gardner said, it is his home park and he probably can, like, sleep in his actual house, like, during, the, like, this thing. And all this yeah, other. It's, not, it's not like a pride thing. Like, he wants out of Colorado. He doesn't care. No, no I'm, I literally just said he can sleep, like, in his own house, in his own bed. I mean, that's better than a hotel. And no, even yeah. though these guys probably stay in very nice hotels, I'm sure. It's like he gets to, like, stay with his family if he even yeah. has, like, a family he lives with. I have no idea. I don't know anything about Trevor Story. Um, <laughs> if if Trevor Story and Salvador Perez make the finals, uh, the two we'll, guys we'll – in the show. It's over. It's canceled. No, I'm not putting that on. I'm not putting our entire brand on the line for a Salvador Perez. All right. That was a joke. That was a prank. I'll turn it. I'll turn it off. I got a Cleveland Lindors. (laughs) (laughs) You'll turn it off. I will. uh, If that's the finals matchup, I will. um, I don't know what I'll do. All right, guys. Get a Salvador Perez tattoo. I'll put something. What do you got on the line? Uh, 
If they those two make the finals, I will cancel notes with Clausen. Oh. <laughs> if those two make the finals, I will make a $100 bet that the Red Sox win the World Series. That might pay out good. Well, that's my costume. You put anything on the line for this? Um, you got to bench 305 with no spot. <laughs> Crack some ribs in the process. Die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'll just die if that if those two make the finals. So you and um, you and who who did you say to kill off last episode? Matt Andrees. What? No, Steve said that, and I said that there was a much oh, gentler right. way. Right. Well, I don't know how I phrase it, but I definitely didn't use the word kill. I don't know. What anyway. am I gonna do? Um, I think you gotta not wear shoes at work. If... No, I, that would be against company policy. Give me a second, yeah. All right, I'll give you a second. We'll we'll segue into the next segment. Give up glasses. I don't I don't wear them. No, give up like contacts or glasses. So I just go without yeah. seeing. You stop seeing, yeah. Um Austin, our first day back at school, you have to streak. Wait, wait yeah. a second. I'm just realizing that if this happens all it's a it's an all or nothing deal. Um Yeah, that we all have to do these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll see if I can find myself like a Pablo Sandoval jersey or something. All right. I'm not actually going to uh, cancel notes with Clawson. Well, I will. I will buy a Sam Travis jersey though. All right. I will. I'm going to put down the hundred dollar bet if the red. If whoever, I, all right. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. Whoever, if this happens, we leave it up to the listeners. We put out a poll on Instagram, oh, and we boy. say, "What jersey do we have to buy?" And it's got to be like us. a really like shitty jersey all three of us buy the same one or just you nah it's three of us probably all right we'll figure this out just hopefully it doesn't happen and we just yeah, yeah. if it does happen though i'm gonna be sweating somewhere um costing any notes for us yeah um this uh, this is a sports guy on on uh like boston news whatever and uh, he made he usually makes like a take for his little segment, and his takes the last two days have just been abysmal. Like the first one, he was talking about how they need more dual players like Shohei Otani, and I was like, all right, that's not a bad take. And then he's like, but we should start doing it with guys already in the majors. Like, let's just take guys that can pitch really well and just start to get them to hit. Terrible. Like, kind of just doesn't work that way. It's a horrible take. Yeah. Um, and then Tom already does that. Well, but like guys that will play almost every day when they're not on the mound, they go in the field. Interesting take. Weird I take. I don't um, like that. And then yesterday he was complaining about how on Wednesday, game one of the NBA finals did better in the ratings than the Red Sox game. Oh, was this Lou Merloni? Or no, not Lou Merloni. Felger? No. Okay. Um, but I was like, I, I was just shocked to hear it because he was talking about how baseball has this problem with they can't attract young people. And I was just kind of thinking like, I mean, most like people in general are probably going to tune into the NBA finals rather than 
a random Red Sox game on a Wednesday. So in July, yeah, I in would, July against the Angels, I would have to agree, especially when it's what at night. Yeah, yeah, that's was stupid. Bad take. Yeah, Bad take. Um, Bad takes. All right, should we do our Alex Cora Impact Players of the Week? Yeah. All right, let's do it. We'll start with the listeners. Uh, I don't think we got many responses this week, unfortunately. We've gotten three, so that's awesome. Dude, why'd you just reveal? Like you pulled the curtain back just then by saying how many we got. I mean, I was gonna read them all. Off. I read them all off last week. Yeah, but you could have been. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Well, we got eighteen, and I'm lying. Uh, the first one, first one said number 35, negative one. The second one said 0.4, Danny Santana for getting hurt and preventing Core from putting him in the lineup. And the third one, Alex Clausen. Who wrote that? Uh, actually, I, I can go look at it. Um, um, I'm going to have to agree with number 35 because he just – He's terrible. Uh, I think I think for the listeners, he's got to be the player. He's, uh, he's my player too. I and I also gave him a negative one. Wow! So like really like no impact at all. No, 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 no impact. Wow. Zero. Okay. All right. Negative one impact is when you come into a extra innings game and let up the game winning run without recording like a single out. That's what, that's what negative one impact. Looks well, he like. recorded one. It was a sack, deep sack fly. <laughs> yeah, but ah, whatever. Awesome. Um, I'm going to give Danny Santana's quad uh, like 0.7. You're an ass. <laughs> Yeah, he needs to get out of the lineup, man. Whatever it takes. I mean, I'm not I'm not praying for a guy to get injured here. It's not how I wanted him to get out of the lineup, but thank God, dude. That dude is terrible. You're praying on his downfall. I'm not. No, I'm just saying, him. like, sometimes desperate times call for desperate measures, and that guy could not start another game. Bro, the, the world's going to even you out because you said that. You're going to take a nasty spill on that boat tomorrow. <laughs> and watch out. Get hit in the head oh, by the sale. That would stink. That would stink. That wouldn't be the first time. Um, give me one second. Andrew Carter, the most unprepared man in the world. Yeah, what's the deal? Yeah, here? The Dos Equis guy is the most prepared, or the most interesting man in the world. I'm the least prepared uh, man in the world. Uh, my Alex Corey Impact Player of the Week is going to go to Yairo Munez for hitting 467 the past week for the Woo Sox with a home run, four RBIs, three walks, five stolen bases, and a 1.289 OPS. You keep tearing it up down there, Yairo. We remember you from last year, but you're not gonna you're not gonna come up this year. So I bet you I bet you remembered those stats, didn't you? From what? I bet you remembered Yairo Munez's stats. Recently. Do I? Am I the only one who has a hard time pronouncing his name? No. Isn't it Yairo Munez? 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 Munez. I don't know. Also, I meant to say this, but um, Matt Andres would probably be like the third best pitcher if he was on the team last year. Probably. Oh, I I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, My grade for Yairo Munez 
is uh, a point three because he's in Triple A. All right, Costin Franchi's still lighting it up down there, gripping it up, man. Yeah, he is. The door, the door swung back open for him to take the reins off of fucking Danny Santana. Latest transaction, Mom. May twenty seventh, Boston Red Sox option, Franchi Cordero to Worcester Red Sox. Bum. Hate to see Danny it. Santana. Uh, all right, we got we got a good amount of questions this week to answer, and we got some good ones too. Fire them off. All right. First one comes in from Ben. He goes, hey, guys, I have a question. Steve, you good? I'm plugging my laptop in. Oh, that would stink if that thing died. Okay. All right. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. This one comes in from Ben. He said, FMK. If you don't know what that means, look it up. Hunter Renfro, Kike Hernandez, and Bobby Dalbeck. Um, F Bobby. <laughs> M Kike. K Renfro. I think I gotta go with the exact same thing. I yeah. feel like Kike would be good. He's he's a he's a good husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might. I might just reverse Kike and Hunter. I feel like Hunter Renfro is just, you know. You'd kill Kike. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. He seems, you know, like a, like a great guy. But, you know, Hunter Renfro seems like he has that. I actually don't I have no idea where this guy's from, but his name's Hunter. So, for some reason, that screams like cowboy to me. Uh for no in particular reason, because those two things have no correlation, Hunter and Cowboys. But I feel like he gives me Mitch Moreland vibes, and I miss Mitch. So Yeah, he kind of does. Steak and potatoes. Yeah, so that's, yeah. yeah. So do you like that? That's comforting to you? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's move on to the next one. Next, the next one comes in from Nathan. Uh, he said, I know we already agree that a Nomar, that Nomar was better than Jeter, but if Xander plays with the Red Sox his entire career, would he be the best to wear number two for the team? For the Red Sox? Number two? Yes. Yeah. I he's Omar, probably no, is now. Yeah, well, he was just talking like shortstop-wise, I think. Yeah. So, wait. You want- but what, the, the question says war number two, right? Right. All right, well, first of all, no more war number five. I think that was a mistake on your part. And I accept your apology. No, I don't think that's what he meant. Dude. So is he saying this is like the best number two ever? He was simply bringing up a point that Xander and Nomar are similar. And then was asking about like if Xander would be the best number two for the Red Sox. I think that he means shortstop, but okay, I'm just going to – I guess Let's... answer the question as asked. And yes, I do. Good. All right. I'm looking at the list now of all the number twos the Red Sox have had in their career or in the history of the team. Uh, man, looking at the team from the thirties to the to sixties, pretty, uh, pretty slim pickings. Although did you know that there was a Chuck Schilling for the Red Sox in 61 to 65? No, that's cool. number two. Chuck Schilling. Uh, Jerry Remy, 1978 to 1984. 
There's also an Otis Nixon in 1994, uh, Carl Everett, 2000 to 2001, and uh, most notably Jacoby Ellsbury, and then um, Xander Bogart. So, yeah, I, I would not even a question. Xander Bogart's now is the best number two in Red Sox history. No question Easy. about it. No question about it. No names really jump out. Okay. Out but I, I believe that he meant, like, is Xander going to be the best shortstop? And also, yes. If Sander, I don't, I no, he was talking about. I said no more. It was because of Jeter, I think. Best to wear number two in the Red Sox. Yeah, like Jeter was the best to wear number two on the Yankees. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I think that if Xander spends his entire career on the Boston Red Sox, his number is going to get retired one day. Agree, agree. Um, all right. We got two more questions, and they come from the same man. I bet you can't guess who it's from. Matt. Matt. Do we want to start with the baseball question or the other question? Baseball. All right. First one. Uh, this was from Saturday's game against Oakland. He said, if Workman let that bunt from Tony Kemp drop with the bases loaded, nobody out, would they call it an infield fly, or would they have the chance to turn a wild double play? You have to think infield fly, infield fly is always in the play on a bunt, so can you go infield fly? Yeah, I mean, if the ball reaches a certain elevation to make it look even like a pop pop, then I'm pretty sure they're going to call it infield fly. Uh, this was a tough question. So I'm looking up the rule now. It says the infield fly rule is a judgment call as the rule states that the judgment of the umpire must govern. So uh, since different umpires may have different definitions of what consults ordinary effort, the rule may be applied differently depending on the situation. Uh, I think that if he dropped it, they would have called it. Yes. But who knows? Another question from Matt is not a baseball question. It is how young would Mike Tyson have to be for you to beat him up? Nine years old. <laughs> have you seen him when he's 15? He's still a monster. I'm probably going to go like 10. So you promote uh, childhood uh, assault? Childhood assault? I don't think that's... I don't promote it. All right. But if given a life or death situation where I had to pick an age, like the highest age that I could of Mike Tyson to beat him up, I would probably go no older than 12. Once he's a teenager, I'm done. I would say, uh, sorry, Clausen, you go ahead. No, you good. Um, trying to find some pictures now. Oh, fully. Mike Tyson knocked out fully grown man as 12 year old kid. All right. I'm going to take him at 10 years old. <laughs> That's not good for me. <laughs> and you got three years. I got two. Whoa. Um, According to this article, he started boxing at 13, 
and by age 13, he had been taken into police custody 38 times. <laughs> so I'm going to go like nine. Because like, like a 12-year-old is not like not big, but you can be sizable at 12 years old. It could be. Yeah. And nine, really no big. chance. Yeah, if you're real big, you could be like a normal person size. Nine years old, no chance. Could be. I think there's like a one hundred percent chance I could beat up a nine year old Mike Tyson. One hundred percent, dude. Nothing's He's ever nine years old. Nothing's ever hundred percent, man. Never, never. Are these street rules or like boxing rules? I'm thinking this is like boxing match. Yeah, I'm sticking with my guns at ten. Yeah. 10, but no older than 12. I might stand a chance against a 12-year-old Mike Tyson. All right. I like it. All right. Closing out the ninth. Actually, Steve, you want to give a quick update on how the shirts are coming? Oh, yeah. Okay. So if you have noticed, I have not made a clip this week. It's not only because I've started working my job again, it's also because I've been working on something else for Gone Bridge for uh, like a couple hour, hour, probably an hour, a little more than an hour a day. And it's the Who's Your Daddy Garrett Cole t-shirt. And it is a solid design that I will hopefully be able to release a picture of tomorrow. But I'm not going, we're, excuse me, we're not going to release it for a little while because we want to get a test copy of the shirt to ensure that it prints well and that everything is a-okay with it. So hopefully you can get a sneak peek at it tomorrow. It's going to be pretty funny, I think. I think we all think it looks pretty decent right now. It's not quite finished yet. I'm going to refine it as much as I possibly can. And barring any technical issues with the uh, t-shirt distributor website itself, because uh, there's sometimes images just don't upload. But Fingers crossed, hopefully, we will not run into any issues, and it will be on the store sometime uh, in the next week and a half, I'd say. Yeah, no, it looks abs- it looks great. I mean, I think it looks phenomenal. Um, yeah, thanks for putting in the time, and uh, and yeah, maybe tomorrow people will uh, people will be able to see the shirt. Yeah. Squeeze your daddy. That's what you guys voted for, so. That's what we're, that's what we're doing. It looks good. Uh, all right, closing out the ninth. Who wants to start us off today? Awesome. I was going to say something, but Steve would have to edit it out. Um, Please don't. I don't want to have to scroll through things and buzz something. I want to get yeah, no, you, yeah, no. I'll, I'll save you the save you the effort. <laughs> nice, uh, awesome. You're so kind to me. I got nothing. I mean, I really was just. Uh, you would have to cut entirely what I was going to say. So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Just just have a good week, guys. I don't know. Go Sox. All right. <laughs> All right. I can't wait to hear what Clausen was going to say as soon as I stop recording. <laughs> but um, I would say to also have a good week. Second to your comments, Clausen. Um, and my actual closing of the ninth is that changing your sleep schedule from being able to wake up naturally in the morning to having to wake up early than earlier than you want to is sad and it makes you fall asleep at night also very early so that's it 
Nice. Um, my closing out the ninth thought is I just find it interesting how out of the three players who have opted out of the all-star game so far, that two of them are from the Astros. Wonder why. I have not seen this. What? Uh, so did you, you knew that DeGrom isn't planning on yeah, going I knew to the Makes so sense. Today it came out that Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve will not be attending the All-Star game because they need to rest their bodies. I personally feel that that is not the case. I mean, they will get to rest their bodies for four days, but I feel like it would be really awkward for them to be in a clubhouse with a bunch of other guys who know that they straight up cheated a lot of them out of the ring. So I just think that's interesting. That's my take on the situation. I did not know that. Now that I do know that, I think that is so like soft. So that might be the softest thing that I've ever, ever heard. I've ever had the displeasure of hearing and it literally, I would have had more respect for those two as players, as people, not as players, as people, if they just bucked up, decided, hey, I earned my spot this year. Hopefully they're not cheating again. I mean, they'd be lunatics to do that. I've earned my spot this year, fair and square. I proved that I am an elite level player and I'm going to go to this all-star game and face all these individuals and fans that may not like me very much. And I would have said, Hey, take some balls. And I respect that, but because they chose not to, it's the exact opposite. And I'm just, I feel bad for them because that must be, it must be sad to be that soft. I can't really imagine or I can't really remember before this year seeing guys opt out of the all-star game. I mean, we see it sometimes with like football. Um, not really yeah, a Pro lot. Pro Bowl's so different though. Yeah, no, I know, especially with it being after the season. But like DeGrom, I get because he's been struggling with injuries a little bit and he's having like literally one of the best seasons of all time and he's on like a historical pace. So if you can preserve him a little bit, like I get that. And it's also like New York to Colorado is a little bit of a flight. So I get DeGrom, but the fact that it wasn't, like, just Altuve, the fact that it was both of them, and it's like, I mean, we, we all know the reason for that. They're just – they're cowards. There's no no two ways around it, and, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. So, anyway, final series of the first half this weekend against the Philadelphia Phillies, yeah. and then – We've got a little all-star break special episode next week that, yeah, I guess, yeah, we'll push that back to Friday because true. Then we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Um, So get ready for that. That'll be a really fun one next week. Uh, And if you enjoyed what you listened to, don't forget to download the episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gombridge Podcast and Twitter at Gombridge. And we will be back next week with episode 41. See ya! Alright. Loosen up the shoulders and just get into it. Alright, here we go. I like when Fawson picks up precisely 2% of his screen at any given time. (laughs) Taking my... I see why Coley does this. After a long day in the office, you just gotta sit back.
right. takes a lot out of me, bro. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure out in the sun, Pull, pulling ropes. Yeah, sailing boats. Mm. Sailing boats. That's, I mean, that's yeah. The, sa- the 